0: Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how
1: we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am
0: I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So
1: dive deep with us, get inspired and start living your life on purpose.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Dayluna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. We are so excited because today we are having on a special guest, someone that we have participated and done Reiki in her sessions before, and we're super excited to have her on so that we can talk about Reiki with you guys and really open up this conversation about what it is and how energy healing works and why it's important in this time. And we are so excited to talk about this because in this insane time where things are just shifting and shadows are coming to light, we are feeling so called to really go inward and do the work to really find healing and also to do the work to find healing with healers that can support us and being able to connect with other people. Because one thing that we love about human design is that it's something that you can really practice on your own. And once you have the tools, it's something that you can do every single day to really check in with yourself. But we also think it's important on this journey to connect with other people and energy healers that you can um, share this journey with and really have other people to bounce off your healing and that journey with.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reiki has been such a big part of my own personal healing. It's interesting because whenever we're doing shadow work or whenever we are deconditioning or whenever we are processing a lot of just like confusing shit, that's intense. And that is, can feel overwhelming, but also feels maybe exciting and feels, um, Like it's about time, all of this intense energy that we're processing as a collective, we're also processing internally. And um, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, like um, traditional therapy hasn't necessarily worked for me and I'm not like speaking against therapy in any way because it totally works for other people. But what has worked for me um, are those other modalities like breath work and Reiki um, and using human design to decondition and using my strategy and authority, all of these things, but Reiki and going to an energy healer. It's, it's interesting because they, the healers, like they bring up things and they point out things and they really feel these energy blockages that you might not have awareness of mentally when you are maybe coming at it from a human design perspective, or you are coming from it from just you going inward yourself. Um, there is really this whole other aspect that is brought forward in healing when somebody else is witnessing you and somebody else is feeling your energy and, um, guiding you and helping you through, um, this deconditioning and through this shedding and through this realignment. Um, and really just the best word is healing. Like it's so healing. So I'm excited to talk about this cause I think it's divine timing. Um, and our guest today, her name is Kristen Noel and she is absolutely amazing. She is somebody that, um, deeply resonates with Dana and I to like on a core level, like she's one of those souls that you meet and you just feel like she sees me and I see her, like I feel so seen every time I'm just in her presence. So it was a no, like no question in our mind of like, okay, who do we want to have on to talk about Reiki? And both of us like Kristen 100% because it's just like a soul level, like healing, just being in
0: her presence. So I'm super excited and it's about time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Kristen was actually one of the first full sessions of Reiki that Shane and I ever went to. And that was like a few years ago, but I feel like ever since doing this session with her, my energy has been cleared in a certain way that was so instrumental. In my evolution and on my spiritual path, and only really looking back can I see like what a big part of doing Reiki with her actually played in my personal journey. So, we are we have this like heart and soul connection, but also we're super excited for Kristen to come on and to just um educate us and really share this conversation so that we can all as a collective go deeper into what Reiki really is. So, Kristen is the owner of her own practice called Sacred Loom, and she's a Reiki master, so we're really excited to have her her on the show to share her wisdom and all of her experience with us. So without further ado, welcome onto the show. Kristen, how are you today?
2: Hi, you
1: guys. I'm well, so good to be here. Yes, we are so excited. We've talked about that so much, but, um, I guess I just wanted to tap in with you and, um, just kind of find out how you are feeling right now during this time. And if Reiki has, um, helped you with processing things or that you've seen in your relationships or with your clients during this time right now? Oh, that's
2: a good question. Um so it feels like there's been when you say this time, <laughs> there's sort of the 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 time of the pandemic and then there's the time of just when the whole um all the protesting and um it wasn't just George Floyd's death. I mean it was a series of Really overt um, violence against Black people that, like you know, so that whole season of our <laughs> of our collective experience is its is its own thing. It feels like so speaking um, speaking kind of just of the time of the pandemic, it just has been pretty. I would say Reiki has been a huge um, part of my keeping my equanimity through this time. And part of that has been being able to um, be more intimately part of people's process and see what what is coming up for people and what, like, because of having a little extra time a lot of people have, whether they're, you know, laid off or fired or just working from home, not having to commute. It seems like so many people have really been going deeper in a new way and um, asking those deeper questions about, do I really want to be doing what I'm doing? Um, Who, who really am I? Who do I want to be? So spending time every day with people asking those kinds of questions, I think has been just such a, such a, a, like a, a wellspring of hope for me kind of as, as we go through the, the, chaos of what is happening in our world right now um and then and then through the gosh the last the last few weeks of of just being so more aware of racism and just navigating the gosh the the upheaval that our whole world and our our country you know intensely is experiencing i um for me, it's been, for the last two weeks, actually, there's been this break of people even pursuing Reiki. I think people are really trying to just get their footing. Um, and so it's been a very personal practice for me, um, kind of daily, just really clearing clearing my energy system, um, really trying to find, yeah, just find find a way to be extremely open to all that, that I have to learn. And, um, you know, probably later in the conversation, I'm guessing we might get into more details of like how, how that is changing me and changing my thoughts about my practice and, um, yeah, how Reiki can be a much more available tool for more, for more people.
1: Yes. And Reiki is, I mean, I guess I'll let you answer this, but it's working with energy. And we talk about on the podcast so much, how everything is energy, whether that's physical things, your physical body or, um, things that you're processing emotionally, all of those things are energy within your body. So I guess, can you educate us on what Reiki is and how that kind of how it works or, or, um, how it affects our energy in our own bodies?
2: yeah, sure. There's kind of a technical answer to like what is Reiki? and then there's a more experiential answer. so I can try to try to touch on on both of those. So like um more technically speaking, so Reiki is a, it's an it's a healing modality. It was originally developed in Japan. Um, and it really it works with your your energy system and it helps to identify like places in your in your system where, Um, There might be blockages and blockages can come in the form of um, like stored emotions, stored trauma. Um, Even some of our belief systems can actually become this um, blockage to keep energy from flowing smoothly through our system. And so Reiki is this modality that helps, um, helps identify and clear some of those blockages and then also just um, increase the healthy flow of energy throughout your system and so um, because your energy body is it, it's interfacing and feeding and connecting with all levels of your of your being um, Reiki has effects on your physical body, on your emotional body on your on your, yourself as a spirit. So it just there's there's intersections with all levels of being. Um so sometimes when people will come for Reiki, they might be coming for one thing and then leave having these effects on other aspects of themselves that they didn't even realize were going to come up, you know, with the Reiki. So um yeah, so 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 technically speaking it's this energy modality, experientially to talk about that. So um I think the best way that I can describe it is is like a deep soak in love. And I don't know if you've had, um, you know, had an experience of really being in the presence of someone who loves you well. And um, I'm not talking so much about romantic love, but it, it can include that. But um, there's this, there's things that happen and are made possible within us that I think don't happen in other contexts. And so like, if you go to, you know, a medical doctor or you go to, um, some experiences with, with talk therapy, um, there's help that can happen. There's change that can happen. But if you just think about what happens when you are in the presence of love, like what happens to your nervous system? Like, um, what happens to your feeling of, um, it's like there's this shift from, from being in that fight or flight or like protective, self-protective mode. And there's this softening. There's this opening. Um, sometimes, you know, in my experiences, both with Reiki and with being in the presence of, of someone who loves me deeply, I feel, I feel like emotions that, that I might not otherwise feel comfortable acknowledging to my own self or talking about with someone else or just displaying can kind of bubble up and feel safe to come up. Um, there's just all kinds of stuff that happens both mentally and spiritually and physically in the presence of love. And I think that's, those are the things that are happening. I feel like when you're, when you're soaking in Reiki energy.
0: Wow. That is so beautiful. And like, and I really love those two sides of it because the first time that I did a full Reiki session was actually with you. And honestly, I didn't know much about it. Like I knew that there was going to be energy that was, you know, moving through my body to help me in some way, but I didn't really know how or what it was going to feel like. And honestly, I didn't do very much, much research, but I was very clear about the intention of what I was ready to let go of and things like that. Um, But I felt so profoundly that, this energy was being like blasted out of me. And I even, uh, visualized like this clear tube or like a clear channel that went from my head down to my feet. And I could feel this like stuck energy, like almost like stuck clogged in a pipe that was being blasted away. Um, so that was like the kind of the more physical thing, even though of course that's energetic. And then there's this whole second side of it of sitting with, a, a healer, a practitioner, someone who is there to hold that space for you, where you do feel that love, like another being who is genuinely there to support you and to give whatever it is that you need in order to just feel seen and loved and held. And that part of it, I think, is so absolutely priceless. Like it's almost so profound that you can't even put words on it. And that's all, honestly, that's one of the things that we, Shana and I both were so moved when we did a session with you is this phrase of holding space, you know, like being in a, in the presence with someone who you feel this unconditional love and that they genuinely care about your well being, and that you are safe and that anything that could happen is going to be okay. And I think that that's such a profound and powerful experience that most people might not have in their life from even, even from their parents or from their partner or their loved ones. Um, and it's something that is so healing in itself. So I was wondering, we really like this term, holding space, and a lot of our listeners are wanting to be some type of therapist or healer or work in the spiritual community. So I was wondering if you could elaborate a little more your perspective of what it really means to hold space for someone.
2: Yeah, I think because... Because of practicing Reiki and because of kind of watching, like, like my my intuition and my sort of inner seeing are really engaged when I'm working, and so I'm 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 watching what's happening in people's energy body um, as I'm working. So because of that, like, I take the phrase "holding space" really literally, like, um, um to be like holding a certain frequency in that space and in my body, almost like my body, it feels to me like a tuning fork where I'm, I'm trying to tune, I'm trying to like, let my body vibrate to the same frequency of, um, gosh, I I don't know a better way to say it. It sounds so cliche, but it's, it's love. It feels um, maybe another way to say it would be um, like, presence with a capital P like like a deep sense of um being fully fully present and and not from a place of because I need to change something or because something's wrong here but um from a from a place of just like with 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 care just being being deeply present I I um one of the things that I do in, in every session, I, when, um, when I start the session, um, I, I just, I tap into the person's energy and I, um, it's like, I spend, I spend just a few minutes, um, or moments like almost becoming, becoming one with that person's energy. It's like, it's like I shift out of feeling like, they are the person who are coming for this. I am the person giving this or taking action. It's like, I become one thing with them. And I imagine that the universe is breathing us like, like, like literally just like breathing us. Like we are, we are part of the universe breathing. And I, I, I'm, I'm moved even as I'm saying this and I'm, it's hard for me to put, to articulate what, what I'm trying to say, but it's like, um, it's like there's this really deep dropping into presence that happens where it's like, I'm not I'm not separate from you and the universe isn't separate from us. And um, there's like a deep quiet and a deep patience and um, just, yeah, just this lack of hurriedness, a lack of, of judgment. It's just being for a while and. Um, and so when i hold space i think that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to create this context and like allow my being to like resonate or vibrate with that so that um what is welcomed and made possible by that type of energy can come forth. And so like if I was holding space like in a classroom or if I was holding space at a protest or like in other contexts, I would, I would be, I would be, it would be a different kind of frequency that I would be trying to hold because I would be trying to call forth something else something different than what I'm what I'm calling forth and like welcoming in in a reiki session. So I guess what I'm describing is more like what the frequency or the space holding that I'm I'm specifically doing when I'm doing reiki.
0: Wow, that is so beautiful as you're explaining that. Like I feel my heart like opening and like singing out because it's so it's so profound and special that that way of being that you're saying, like being two people that are the universe is breathing you and you become this one energy and there's no judgment. It's full acceptance. It's full unconditional love. And, and I really feel like that energy, I mean, everyone probably has their own version of that, that they've connected with. But for me, when I hear that, it's just, it's the truth with a capital T, you know, this, this feeling that is so, the ultimate healing, the ultimate like life force that we're all kind of seeking and looking for. And, and um, it's really special to hear you just talking about that. Cause I feel like you explain it really well. And I'm curious if you could share with us how, how did you come to Reiki? Like what was your personal journey like, your spiritual journey, or your journey in general, finding this modality and learning about it and being becoming a master of it?
2: Mm-hmm. There's so many different threads that, that that I feel like go into that whole story. And there's one thread where, that I that I've kind of talked about in more detail like on my Instagram stories, like I spent not stories, but like the page. Um, I spent a lot of time articulating um, some of the details of that story. So I think rather than rather than share that thread, I'd like to kind of share, um, a thread that I haven't really talked about much and in, in public. So, um, and, and it starts with belly dancing. <laughs> wow. And anyone, anyone who knows me and how I am in the world would not expect that to be, <laughs> to be the start of it for me, but um, to give a little bit co- of context. So um, I grew up, my conditioning was, um, really, really around seeking and finding truth outside myself. And I was really encouraged to, to study. My family really valued education. Um, but even in the, you know, religious context and even my experiences with doctors, you know, every, a lot of places in my life were encouraging me to find what's true outside of myself. And so, um, so that's what I did. I really was on this quest. And for me, I know this isn't true for everybody, but for me, um, the truth that I was trying to find was really about all of this like metaphysical stuff, existential stuff. I was really asking a lot of questions like, who, who am I? What am I? What? Why are we here? who and what is God, like, what is true beneath the surface, I just had this strong intuition that there's so much more to life than meets the eye. And um, so I went really deep into, into studying, and I got a couple of master's degrees related to this stuff. And I, um, Even beyond that, I was just going deep into studying world religions and studying um, science like through the lens of trying to answer my questions like quantum physics and cosmology and reading philosophy. And I was just on this dogged quest for the truth. And where that led me was in my mid-20s feeling (sighs) so dry and so... um, I I think of the metaphor of like, like there being this home. It's nighttime and there's this, there's this house and there's golden light coming out from it and, and it's warm in there and there's people that are happy and there's love and there's connection. And I felt like I was on the outside of that. And like what that house represents is like deep connection to this whole world of what's under the surface, you know, what I always intuited was real, but I I just kept feeling like I was on the outside and I just didn't know how do I, how do I cross in there? How do I get there? (laughs) And, um, and so I, I went, I, I ended up feeling so, um, I went through a very, very dark, dark time in my mid twenties. And um, it was in that, darkness that I got this um, flyer from the adult school that had, you know, they have all the classes and there was a belly dancing class on there. And I decided I, something in me was like, that is for you. That is that you need to do that. So I was like, and I signed myself up, not really like, I didn't want anyone in my life to know that I had <laughs> done this. I didn't want to invite a friend to do it with me because I didn't want I felt so embarrassed (laughs) because I don't know how to dance. I don't, I'm not embodied. Like I felt like I was just this brain, like moving around life, like without a body, like I just was not embodied at all. And, um, and I loved that class. It was like, it was like someone had opened a window of that house. And so like, I still wasn't in the house, but like, I felt like I could hear a little bit more. And I just started to, um, get so much more curious about how can I be more embodied in this world? And that was this pivot point. I like it set me on this different trajectory for like, where do I find truth and um, what do I even define truth to be? Like is truth some sort of like knowledge or is truth experience can I be truth? You know, like it sort of began this different kind of way of engaging those questions. And so um, that's when that's when I really, um, I started, I got back into art. I had been into art um, in my early life. So I started being more into art. I started to read and, and write fiction. So I was sort of like e- experiencing the like storytelling side of truth telling and truth seeking. And, and then I w- started going deeper into this embodiment piece. So I took, um, I joined, have you guys heard of Five Rhythms Dance? Yes, yes. It's it's just this wonderful, anyone who's listening, I highly recommend you look that up. It's mm-hmm. really neat. It's sort of an ecstatic dance form. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started taking um I started taking um, Tai Chi classes, which which were my first in, first introduction into the fact that we even have an energetic body. I hadn't heard of that before, and then I took some Qigong classes, and that was where I really um, experienced, like how working with my energy, um, my energy body had direct effects on my physical health and um so it was this this whole trajectory that led me into into reiki and so my um you can read more details of the reiki specifically and on if you're interested in the that that storyline i have in my instagram thing um but um but it was the, it was this path of of feeling like our of like discovery that our bodies have a language that I hadn't ever knew that we had this language and they have, they have so much to say about, about not only the world around us, but also this deeper layer stuff that I've always been so interested in. So it's like our bodies, my body became this, this like portal or this doorway into this, this home that I had wanted to be a part of for so long. So yeah, that's, some pieces of the
0: journey. <laughs> wow! But thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Like I was smiling from cheek to cheek because it's just so fun to hear about all of those different things and like them opening you up. And of course, in human design, um, one of the the biggest philosophies within this modality is that a lot of our anxiety comes from trying to make decisions from our mind and trying to rationalize things and trying to learn knowledge that's outside of ourselves and that we all have this innate wisdom within our body. And you know, depending on your authority, it comes from a different chakra. So um, you have yours coming from your sacral chakra is what human design says, and mine is coming from my solar plexus chakra. But everyone has this place in their body that is connected to higher planes of knowing and is connected to the entire flow of life. And that if you can listen to your body and let your body lead you, it leads you effortlessly to fit mm-hmm. in harmoniously with your part of this life flow mm-hmm. and it's the journey of believing in that and connecting right. to that and training your mind giving your mind enough awareness to the to where it can let go and where it can mm-hmm. let your body's wisdom educate you and lead you um, but it's a different type of listening than we're we're taught in this human experience but it's so profound
2: yeah, and I, I would say that that process of learning to listen and um, and really honor what my body was saying was a really long, like years long, continues to this day mm-hmm. journey. Like it was not easy for me, and like because of because of my, I guess because of my early experiences, but also like how I'm wired. I just I have always kind of felt like I'm I'm not that my that my literal physical body doesn't experience things in the same way that other people do even like in my reiki trainings i remember just feeling this sense of like classmates would be like oh my gosh i feel this i oh this is amazing and i'd be like i'm not feeling a whole lot like <laughs> like are you guys just making this up like is this just all bs like is what's happening and so for me it was just a very um just a very slow process of like, um, being willing to take the risk. To me, it felt risky. I think other people doesn't feel risky, but for me, because I was really wired to like, have to try to get things right somehow in my mind. Um, it felt risky for me to say, you know what, I actually think I am feeling something and I don't think that's indigestion or I don't think that's like, just an itch on my hand. And so the more, you know, the more that I started to listen, the more my body opened and opened and opened in terms of what it was willing to show me. And the more that I started saying, Oh my gosh, like in my mind's eye, I'm seeing this and that. And the other thing, that's not just nothing. Like, what is that? Like lean into that. And so, um, I think it feels important to me to, to underline that, um, the process of learning to honor the language of our bodies um, isn't always a quick one and isn't always just this almost like it's not like a light switch, or at least my experience has was not like a light switch. It was like this slow dawning and this slow, like, like as I took steps of trusting that I'm that I'm experiencing something, then then a little bit more would open up. And it was just sort of this like one step after another um, that really took me to a whole different place, but it wasn't like this giant leap to that other place immediately. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. We talk about that so much, especially When it comes to like your strategy as being a manifesting generator, like the way that you described coming to belly dancing and then going to these other things and really trusting yourself, but each step leads to the next. And then eventually you're in this whole other place. It's not overnight. It really does start start with that super Mm -hmm. present moment of trusting yourself and listening to like, it doesn't make sense rationally to go take a belly dancing Mm -hmm. class, but Mm -hmm. something in my body is telling me that I need to do this and I'm not going to tell anyone around me because it's embarrassing and because it doesn't make sense rationally. And that's, I've been in such a place of mental decisions that it doesn't feel safe. It feels risky to tell someone even that I'm taking Mm -hmm. belly dancing classes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's that first step in trusting yourself. That leads you to your next step and your next step and your next step. And each step becomes easier to trust yourself with. And then you look back and you're like, holy shit, my whole life is different. And that really is the journey of a manifesting generator specifically because You are here to have many, many different things that you do and you explore, but you're mainly here to trust yourself in that present moment and to not be linear, to not make it all make sense in your mind. And the biggest conditioning as a man, Jen, is that you have to make sense of it in your mind and you have to really process things mentally and make it seem rational um, and linear. And so it's, just hearing you, you know, reflect back on your journey. Um, and then just kind of seeing that mirrored so much in your design is obviously what fascinates us so much, Mm -hmm. um, because we've seen how, you know, every single person is so, so different. And for some people, um, it can be a light switch when it comes to like, how quickly can I trust myself? Um, but the thing that is always The same for everyone is that process of, okay, yes, I can trust myself right now, but then tomorrow, this next decision, this next thing, the unfolding of your life Mm -hmm. in that authenticity, um, in that authentic place is the journey for everyone Mm -hmm. is to like, how can I really unfold and really open my body by trusting and trusting and trusting every step of the way. And I love how you, how you worded that you, um, you have this channel that's called the genius freak channel in human design. And it is all about sharing your genius, um, Insights that are really unique and really forward thinking really ahead of their, your time. And there can be a big tendency to want to use your mind to make decisions, especially when you're younger and just how you have embodied this gift of sharing your unique insights, even on this podcast, like you've said things that I'm like, that is brilliant. Like that is genius. That is so forward thinking that is so, I hadn't even thought of it in that way. Like us breathing the universe, the universe breathing us like that. Those words are genius and so insightful and so healing to hear. Um, and it's just, uh, I guess, um, evidence of your alignment and just of how, you know, you channel truth, through you because you've done this unfolding in your life. And because you've trusted yourself in this way and you haven't used human design to do it through your life, but it's not, you don't need it. You just need to really be present in your body and trust yourself and listen and unfold in this beautiful way that, um, that you've done in your, your personal experience. It's just amazing to hear and to witness.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm really moved by what you just said. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think um, I think some of that, some of the, some of my ability to look back and kind of see the arc of my life, with a sense of um, like a sense of satisfaction or a sense of of anything close to what you just described, I think, is because of of, of the years that have been lived, like, like, um, if you had taken a snapshot in any moment, like, especially, oh my gosh, during that dark season in my twenties, and then finding my, trying to find my way after that, I'm, I'm 44 right now. Um, I, I would have felt like I would have described myself as lost, you know, as like, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know how to trust myself. Like there was, there were so many years where it was just the feeling of like, um, yeah, I don't know how to trust myself. And I guess that was the whole, (laughs) that was the whole huge iteration of my, of my professional journey was, was a business called trust tending. And it was all focused on how do we, how do we learn to trust? And that was really my personal work, you know, um, so I it, it, I know that 20, 40 years from now, I'm gonna have even a different perspective, but like hearing you say that feels um, all that you just shared. I guess it feels, I feel such a sense of um, like gratitude and gladness to have the years to be able to even look at it and with that sense of like,, um, yeah, like like appreciation and and satisfaction versus like, what's going wrong? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. It was, just, it's been an, it's been an unfolding for sure.
0: Beautiful. And, um, I wanted to ask you, Kristen, what you said about, you know, at first you're feeling in, in Reiki class that other people are feeling things and maybe you're not, and you're kind of doubting yourself or you're in your head, but then you start to feel these senses, you know, things happening on your hands or even having these visions. And a lot of our our listeners in our community that we're connecting with, um, I think they're really wanting to get more in touch with these extrasensory things that they can perceive that are beyond our five physical senses. And that they're, I, I it's my belief that every single person is really capable of having these senses and these, these informations and sensing vibrations and really being able to get so much more information from around ourselves and from connecting with other people than we maybe have been taught we are able to perceive. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of wondering if you could share a little bit of, more about what that journey was like for you and like opening yourself up and learning trust within that and leaning into it. Um, cause I know in Shana and I's own personal journey, we traditionally were not very connected with our intuition as far as perceiving things on different planes of existence and things like that. And we made this conscious choice. Like we want to see more we want to feel more connected. We want to be given these messages in other ways that we can really feel and be moved by and be informed by. And that choice for us, I think was the beginning of us being able to have visions and receive these dreams that can give us so much information and also just feeling things and trusting yourself that you feel it instead of feeling like, oh, that's just my imagination or, oh, you know, that's not valid because other people can't see it or sense it or feel it. Mm-hmm. So I was just wondering if you could share with us a little bit about what that journey looked like for you and how mm-hmm. how it was for you to lean into that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the early part of that journey for me was um, was very physical. So I was um, I I began like like it really started with gosh (laughs) in a not conscious way it started with my with the dancing experiences right like I wasn't consciously trying to learn the language of my body but it was definitely a more just getting in touch that I am I am an embodied creature right and and feeling not not so consciously I wouldn't like looking back I can I can have some consciousness but at the time it was more like oh this feels good when I do this and um, this helps me express this when I move this way, and um, so that was sort of before being more conscious. But like it was Reiki, where I I began to really want to be able to sense things physically, and so I would um, I would be doing self Reiki. So I would be placing my hands on my my own body or even a distance away from my body, and I would just be kind of taking note of. What is happening? What is happening both in my hands? What's happening in my physical body? Um, and so it wasn't. Um, yeah, it was a very so. So that was sort of like the doorway. Is just sort of like listening. Oh, I feel I feel prickly feelings in my hands. Or like when I'm working on somebody and I have the sense that like stuff is clearing. Like it's like that was. I had a lot more prickly, almost painful sensations in my hands. And then that shifted when I felt like, when I felt like there was energy coming out of my hands, like going into the body. Um, It was like the, it it became like this yummy, like um, warm. um, How do I even describe it? it, You know how it's hard to describe like flavors. It's hard for me to even describe the sensation, but it's just this really yummy, like honey golden feeling of stuff coming out of my, out of the palms of my hands. And that's so different than prickly pain. Right. And so I just be like, huh, that's, that's interesting. What's going on there. And I could kind of, I could kind of track like, Oh, when I'm, when I'm doing this, when I'm in my mind, like when I'm thinking about clearing um, and when the person has, is um even maybe even talking or describing what they wish to clear i would start to feel this prickly feeling and then you know like so anyway i started tracking like when are these sensations happening and so there it's almost like it was like this learning the language of my body so i started to be able to interpret oh when i feel this i think it relates to this and um so so that's the entry point and then um uh, part of the Reiki training process is to um, kind of learn more about the traditional um, you know main chakra system throughout the body so is I I someday I want to talk with you guys about how that chakra system relates to human design um, the the chakras that are described in, in human design but um, so I would be spending time um, working on holding my hands over um each of the chakras in a person's body. And, um, as I started noticing the sensations, I started becoming, it was almost like being tuned into body sensations, started tuning me into impressions. And sometimes it would be like, like impressions in my, in my mind or in my, in my spirit. It was like, I would feel like, oh, I feel, I feel like I'm in the presence of like Um, joy right here or I feel like I'm like hanging out with with fear or like I feel this retracting feeling almost like a almost like an animal um who's afraid is sort of like backing away like I feel that and so it was starting to like take seriously the impressions that started of they're they're not so those weren't so much visual as like feeling or or um maybe even like knowing it was sort of like, oh, this is what I'm sensing here. And so then from there, that opened up into um, having this sense of like consciousness being present everywhere. Like that, that like each of our chakras, there's this, it, that's how I experience it at least, is like each piece of our body has this consciousness that I can be in, like I guess you could say quote-unquote conversation with it's not necessarily words but it's like I'm it's like this feedback loop of like almost like sometimes it is with words as I'm like working on a person like a location in someone's body is saying like what do you need or what are what are you wanting to release here um and then I start then then um then feedback comes and i and i either feel something or i know something or or an actual symbol or like visual like metaphor comes into my in my into my line of sight and i'm and um so i'm kind of rambling here but i guess i guess i feel like it was this sort of like taking taking steps beginning with the physical body into like listening for sensation um and in my like beyond my body, in my knowing, in my looking for metaphors. And then when I don't understand something, asking the question again, like within myself saying, okay, I see this, this is what I'm witnessing, but what does that mean? Can you show me something else? And kind of staying with it until I I have that deep sense of like, ah, I know what this means
0: you know? Mm, That is so, it's so cool to hear your perspective and to be like in your mind almost and and hear what you're experiencing when you're doing that because it's so interesting and cool. And I love the way that you personify things and the way that you explain things that are, that don't have language, you know, words to explain. Um, So cool. And I wanted to know, When people come into your Reiki session, because that's the kind of the experience that Shane and I had was the other side of this. You know, you're doing your thing and we're there, but we're there together. And you do really feel this sense of two beings coming together for this one intention or this one purpose of healing. So I was wondering if you could walk us through if our listeners are inspired to experience Reiki. What's the advice that you have for them to really be able to get the most out of that experience for themselves?
2: Mm Hmm. You know, I think, I think there's three things that come to my mind. I think, I think one of them is, um, not all practitioners are the right fit for you. And, and so really listening, you know, in the human design language, like to your strategy and your authority for even deciding who you're going to go to, I think is so important. Um, So yeah, so really um, just being aware that the, that every, like, we we're talking about holding space. And so, like, the, the frequency or the energy that each person holds is going to be slightly different. And so find, seek out somebody who's the right fit for, for drawing out of the experience what you are really wanting. Um, you know, the other thing that really comes to mind is that um, I think oftentimes... Our, like our mental body, like our ideas in our mind and our, and our spirit, is like those aspects of us are like a few steps beyond our physical body. Like it feels like our physical body is, so, is often sort of lagging a bit behind. And so I think um, entering a Reiki session with a sense of willingness to allow the body to lead, I think is really important. And so to, 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 to try to make that more concrete, like, like I have clients who will come and in their first session, they, um, as I'm working, their whole body is so contracted, like their, their, their energy body is so contracted and tight. And the, the movement of energy throughout their body is really slow. And, I can tell that if I would come in to that experience with like a, yeah, we're going to do this thing and we're going to like change this. And that that would have the opposite effect of helpfulness. Like that it's, it's like, I think our bodies, they are animals. Like they are animal bodies. And if you have been, if you have been holding on to trauma, if you've been holding on to fear and anxiety Um, especially if you've been doing so for a long time, or if it's really deep seated, um, it just, it takes time to, for your body to trust that it is safe enough to soften, to open, to release. And, um, and so the very people who may be on their first session come and things are really kind of clamped down, um, they come for their next session and it's just that much more open and open and open. And, um, so anyway, to, to be, to be, to be willing to let your body lead and to have a sense of patience with just because you have in your mind or you have in your spirit, like, this is what I'm ready for. And I just want to just let go of all my past, you know, baggage and just, you know, race into my beautiful future or something like that. Oftentimes, our bodies just don't. They're you can't expect them to be on that same like time time frame, <laughs> and um, so just allowing your body to really to to lead. And so, um, yeah, sometimes the, the changes will be subtle at, at first, but then but then they really open up and and expand more quickly after you give them time to like to trust and to be able to open. Um, and then the other thing that came to my mind is that, um, you know how, like, if you get a massage, um, you can come away from a massage and feel like, oh, I'm so loose. This feels so good. But then you go back to your normal patterns of stress or like a really bad, like set for your office space or things like that. And within a matter of time, all the same things are going to just, the knots are going to come right back. And so I think, I think some energy work can really be compared to that in a helpful way to say, like, lots can shift in a session. And um, if, you, if there aren't any, um, you know, efforts of, of supporting those changes afterwards and practices or habits in your life to really keep that to keep yourself open, or to keep yourself from from falling back into the old patterning, um, that old patterning is likely to to show up again. Um, and so, being you know, just having that in mind after a Reiki session, I think will allow the shifts that happen there to um, to be sustainable and to you know to stick with you and to continue.
0: Mm, beautiful.
1: Mm. I love that. I I love that so much because. Um, I really feel that there's so much, there's only so much like information and um, work that somebody else can do for you, whether that's in them telling you information about yourself, telling you your human design or telling you about something that came up for you in Reiki that that can only go so far because then there's this responsibility um, for you to do the work as well. Like, Mm-hmm. Information is great, but transformation happens through your own dedication to authenticity and to honoring the new things that are unfolding, whether that's facilitated through a healer, facilitated through human design, or something you discovered about yourself. Um, it made me think about my first session with you, Kristen, years ago when I was, you know, working for other people and I was just kind of, um, playing really small. And I, I saw myself as somebody that like, how can I just kind of put my head down and get through work? And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not worthy enough to lead or to guide or to share my wisdom in any way. And, um, I didn't realize that I had that, that outlook on myself, at all. Like it was just like normal for me to think that, that I had no awareness that that's how I thought of myself. Um, and I remember after our session, you told me like, your third eye is on fire. Like it is like, you're a seer, like you are a leader and a visionary. Like I can, it was so powerful and intense. And I remember thinking, what me, Like I am that's, that's crazy, really. And I really sat with that. And it changed my whole perspective of Of starting to decondition around that. Like, why, why have I never seen myself that way? Or actually when I think back to myself as a kid, I did see myself that way. I mean, I would have dreams at four years old and like come running to my parents. Like I had a dream for the last three nights where I saw myself like parting the sea, like Moses (laughs) in the Bible. And I'd be like, and that was really fun for a time. And maybe I'll do something different, like later in my life. And I remember thinking that was so normal as a kid, like that feeling of just like playing that, that big, making that big of an impact thinking and seeing that largely. And like, as seeing myself as a leader, so effortlessly, but as I got older and conditioned and was working, I completely smothered that down that when you said that I was shocked into, okay, why do I not see myself as a leader? Why do I not see myself as worthy to share my wisdom or to share what I see and to just stay quiet when other people are leading or or other people that I feel know more than me, or they're more spiritual than me, or they're more whatever than me. Um, why can't I see myself as a spiritual leader or as mm-hmm. a wise, um, somebody who has something to offer, right? So that whole thing, honestly, was before human design. It was before any of this stuff that I've decided like, okay, hold on, wait, I do have something to say and I do have something that I feel and I can learn from my own self more than I can learn from other people. And I think that's true of everyone. I think that everyone can learn more of their own from their own self than, than from other people. Um, but it's just about doing that work. So that spark that you gave me, and obviously it was so, I felt so clear and just like, amazing after the session that it really allowed me to to keep going in a way that wasn't scary and mm-hmm. um, in a way that was like okay like I'm ready to embark on this journey of uncovering and uncovering and uncovering of what my truth mm-hmm. is
2: that's such a beautiful example and beautiful story shana like just to say you know like you had this spark of an experience where someone says this about you and it's absolutely possible and normal i think for for many people to have those kinds of experiences and then they kind of just go underground again like that like it's almost like well that that happened but what was that it's almost like how you feel about a dream like you just sort of are like okay that Whatever I don't know what to make of that anymore, and you move on with life as usual. But I feel like what you're describing is that you were really on this journey of of like that didn't just get covered up again. You said, you know, gosh, what does this mean for me? And you did that reflecting on your past and who do I want to be? And like, look where you look where you are, and not just because of the Reiki, it's because of you. Um, before and after that, being a person that was really, like, willing to do that work, you know, take the time and, um, and figure out how can I put practices in my life and people in my life that really support that opening. That's really beautiful.
0: I just feel fully and fully crying over here because <laughs> I I'm, just, ask. I'm just having a moment. I'm just having a moment where I feel so grateful. Like I literally feel so grateful. Like it's so full circle to be having this conversation because like that was years ago and the, the healing that happens then, like it's just, it's not linear. It's cyclical. And like, it keeps coming back and like our connection with you, Kristen, like really, we are so grateful for you and your energy. You're one of those, you know, what you were saying earlier, finding a Reiki practitioner that you resonate with and you feel like the frequency that this person holds is my medicine that I want to invite into my life. And so like, I'm just having a moment because I just feel like it's Mm. so cool and special. Like, um, what a big part of our lives that was, it was just this feeling of opening, you know, for the first time, Mm -hmm. someone saying something to you that you were like, wow, that really changes everything. And it inspires me to take action. And now I'm feeling more clear and open in these places where I felt really heavy and stuck and it's feeling easier to take action and to move Mm -hmm. forward. So that just made me have to cry so much because I just feel so grateful for the whole, journey and watching it all unfold. And like Shane and I being on this journey together and seeing, um, you know, the way that she is this like visionary Moses part in mm-hmm. the sea leader and the, uh-huh. <laughs> you are, and this, you know, that the, the connection that we all had and how it like mm-hmm. echoes on and the ripples get bigger and bigger. So I'm just so, so grateful for, everything that you have inspired us with. And also I want to tell all of our listeners that we'll put in the show notes for you guys to be able to follow Kristen on her Instagram. But she makes these really beautiful drawings that come with this writing that she does. And seeing those has also been something that has completely been a part of my spiritual journey. It feels like every time you post a new thing, it is so profoundly in alignment with my own life and the, my own thing that I've been experiencing and mm-hmm. just the feeling that we can be so connected and that there can be people in our lives that give us unconditional love, even if they are not our family or not someone we see very often. It's just, I feel so grateful for um, you and giving you giving out your gifts and sharing yourself in that way. Cause it really has been such a huge part of our journey.
2: Mm-hmm. I just don't have words. Yeah. Just, just feeling all that in my heart. I feel the same way. Really, really been beautiful to, um, yeah, to be a part of your lives and to like, I I feel like I've been so, so blessed by all of the work that you guys are doing as well. It's, it's been such a powerful, um, yeah, source of transformation for me and learning about human design. I really hadn't known anything about it um, much at all before you know before your work opened up so um yeah i was meditating yesterday um just meditating on on the, our time that we're going to spend here right now together and um i had this vision of the three of us in almost like this triangle um and there was the most gorgeous light pouring from our hearts, like going up into this center column, and like woven together, going up, up into the ether. And it was almost like it was the most profound, beautiful um, thing to see. And it feels like well, it, it feels like what you're describing is just this. Um, You know, so many of us just weaving together our light and our heart and connecting back into where we all came from. It just feels, it just feels really, yeah, really moving.
0: Oh, thank you for sharing that because I got the visual. Mm -hmm. It was so beautiful. Um, And I'm wondering too, if you can, we can kind of talk about um, the collective right now and kind of going back into the idea of Reiki and energy healing, and how do you see these things really being able to support our collective, and and why is it important, do you think, in this time?
1: Mm.
2: Well, I feel, I have felt for many years now, and it's almost like ramped up to the nth degree in the last two, three weeks, but I, I, I feel so um, aware of a growing disparity between the haves and the have-nots, and I think a lot of that is related to race. I think a lot of it is related to, um, to income level across races, um, and that gap has been a place of... Um, yeah, I have emotion even thinking about it. Like, um, I don't even know the right adjective or, or word to use. It's, it's, it's. I'm, I'm moved by it, and I'm troubled by it, and I feel a sense of um, desire to, to try to try to bridge that somehow. And um, when I think about those who have who have resources um whether that be financial whether that be you know white privilege whether that be um you know time time right to 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 spend on um kind of going deep into healing and um self discovery and things like that um it's the people at, that's like the haves that seem like they have the access to to like like just physical to healthcare, you know, to the the resources for that to mental health care to um to all of these more like holistic kinds of of healing experiences and modalities and so when i think about reiki when i think about um, not just reiki but like energy healing more broadly it feels like it has this tremendous potential to like cross that bridge easily like to put into people's literal hands the ability to, like, I'm getting all choked up, like to to work on on every level of health um, for free. <laughs> it just feels like really it, that's possible, and yes, it absolutely is possible. And um, I think the ways that that a lot of these modalities, including Reiki, have been structured to this point, I don't think have necessarily been um, structured in such a way that they have great accessibility. If you don't have time, if you don't have money, um, if you're not um, sort of in the circles of people who are really like working on it, talking about it. Um, so, um, so I see tremendous potential <laughs> in at this time as people are becoming more aware of, 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 systemic racism, but also just the disparities. I think this pandemic is really highlighting like disparities across all races. Um, I just feel like I, it's my hope and my personal plan and my desire for other energy workers to start doing that work of um, figuring out how can energy work be, um, be contextualized? How can it be, offered in ways that are affordable how can how can it be taught to children you know even like have have in the in the school system maybe like have a unit where they're working on you know like in my kids public school they have done units on meditation and the the value of that to health on all levels and so what if there could be a unit on on, um, how you can work with your nervous system when you're feeling anxious, how you can like ground your energy, you know, like a lot of these very, very, um, doable, practical energy healing techniques I think can translate to, to children. And I could, I think they can translate into workplaces. I think they can, um, anyway, you're, you're getting my like dreaming mode here, but like, um, at this point in time, the disparities are so big and there's, I just think there's such an amazing potential for what energy medicine can do for to cross that bridge.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. That is so just
1: hearing you say that. Yes, 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 yes. We are ready for that as a collective. We talked about this on our last podcast um, about just this deconditioning and the, the shifts that are happening over these next seven years. And Um, I think that it, this is such a big, big, big part of it. And it's so needed. Um, And you worded it just so uh, eloquently and just, um, yeah, it's time. Like it is time. And I, I agree. I just want to encourage everyone in this space to start, you know, feeling through ways that this, these shifts can happen Um, because collectively, as we all pour energy into this and hold space for this consciously of these shifts happening in our school system with our kids, with our workplaces, like on a mass scale to where this can be accessible and really taught to people, putting the knowledge out there to people. Um, the more that we can have that, like hold that consciousness collectively and like awareness that this is needed. I think the faster that it can happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's been a big part of our, like, one of the reasons why we love human design so much is because, um, it can be made available, you know, to anyone and it spreads like wildfire. You know, you find out your design online for free, and then you can listen to our podcast and hear about your type and your strategy and your authority for free and all, or you can go through a rabbit hole online for free, um, your friends, then, then you tell your friends about their design and their strategy and authority for free. And that just all spreads like wildfire. And of course, yes, booking a reading is like the most deep dive that you can get into your energy, but it's not needed for transformation to start taking place. Like that is so accessible finding out your strategy and authority and this, this tool of human design, how it is online it is through technology. Um, it can reach to anyone that has, uh, access to the internet, um, is one of the things that, that we love about it so much is just how mm-hmm. the potential that it can have to bridge this gap between thinking that your worth is, is, um, placed, it is decided by outside forces, whether that's how you are raised, whether that's what people have always told you your whole life, whether that's how your friends and social groups have always viewed you, whether that's where you fall in society with income or the color of your skin. Um, that human design says you are energy and your worth is, is inherent and these gifts are specific to you, not based on how you were raised, not based on the color of your skin, not based on who you've been around or what you've been told your whole life. This is These are your energetic gifts that you can lean into today. And it's so insanely liberating from anything, anything, any conditioning. It's, it's like the feeling that I got from human design when I first discovered a, discovered it was like chains being broken off of my body. Like literally, like I fully understood the meaning of the word freedom when I first discovered human design, because before that it's like freedom, you say it so much, especially in America and like, what does freedom even mean? It's like the same thing with the word love, like love. Okay. But what does love actually mean? And I really felt that sense of like, holy shit, this is freedom of what I've always told myself, of the stories that I've always believed, of feeling like I'm not worthy or feeling like whatever my circumstances define who I am. And this is freedom of all of that, of all the labels, of all the things, and it's actual tools. It's not just like, I don't know, like a lot of people think of energy stuff um, or healing, these other modalities, meditation or whatever, to be like woo-woo type stuff and Mm -hmm. to be like not real, and it's so real it's (laughs) It's so practical physical yeah yeah so anyways Mm -hmm. i feel so so passionate about bridging that gap and i think that it's so everything that you said i am ready for it i'm here for it like the i feel the collective um like thirst for it like we are Mm -hmm. we are starving for it as a collective Mm -hmm. and um understanding your energy using reiki All of these modalities are so necessary for our healing
0: and growth as a collective. Mm -hmm. And I think we're waking up to the fact that each one of us is 100% capable of tapping into these very, very real, powerful transformations and energetic transformations and being able to harness this powerful healing love and to be able to harness powerful healing life force, like Mm -hmm. every single person is actually capable of that. And that is not something that we were taught to believe. So once we can reframe that and start teaching that, especially to the next generation, to our children who are so open and so receptive, especially like the kids that are being born into this world right now, like, holy shit, they are such amazing little human beings and teaching everyone that this is something that you're empowered to do and that you have so much inherent power worth Mm -hmm. love within you. And you're capable as an individual to make so much change. um, If you have this education, if you have this awareness, if you have this support that really helps you believe that this is true.
1: Mm -hmm. I do just want to say and clarify that these modalities, whether it's Reiki or human design or anything coming into the collective in a big way, bridging that gap, like you were saying, is not in any way here to bypass the circumstances that you have, that you are born into and the injustices that are happening in your environment, but they are here to support you and empower you through those experiences. So that way you can stand in your worth and you can um, heal the collective and stand up for injustice. And we can change this, mm-hmm. change this um, collective society and, and these circumstances that you are experiencing. So that way they don't have to keep happening two generations later and later and later in our humanity. Um, so it's, yeah, like there's so much around bypassing, especially in the spiritual community. Absolutely. And it really is like, This is here to empower you, to not ignore Mm -hmm. those things, but instead say, okay, these are happening. How can I honor myself to stand up against those things or to make the situation better or to act, to heal and to move forward?
2: Absolutely. I just want to put like a highlighter over everything you just said. Like I, I, I just been really, I've been really feeling painfully aware of how, of how trauma is like this global, (laughs) this global challenge that we're all, that we're all facing. And um, to, you know, there's different levels of that, but it just feels like um, if we're, if the, the levels of trauma that, that, that people of color, that black people, that um, people who have, um, you know who have lost their jobs, their livelihood, their homes. I mean, their ability to have to pay for a home or, or an apartment, anything during this pandemic. Like um, the like, I just feel like you could list so many factors right now that are leading to such an incredible amount of trauma that we're witnessing or holding in our bodies or having inflicted on us newly, repeatedly. Um, so so the the idea of these tools, it feels like the opposite of bypassing. It feels like the, it feels like actually having the ability to tend to the trauma, to heal that trauma, to yes, what just what you were saying, to be able to to tap into and resource your body, your mind to create you know to be able to strategize clearly on what are what are things we can actually practically do what are laws that we can pass what are um c- you know programs that we can create all of this stuff i feel like does come back to our ability to to have this instrument functional to be able to even think to feel and to to act in clear ways and ways that are effective i think Um, it's really hard to do when you're just holding so much trauma in your system. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, I I think I heard someone um, speaking once about creating things in this world, and I'll never forget what she said. She was actually reading the Akashic records and telling kind of this information to all the listeners um, about creating something takes you know, if you're thinking about creating a baby, it takes like the masculine sperm and the feminine egg. So there's this masculine and then there's this feminine, there's this physical, there's this energetic, there's this yang and there's this yin of everything in creation. And so if we're looking to create new things and make change in our world, we need both sides. We need the energetic side for things to be clear and healthy and open and receptive and fertile. And we need masculine focused action. Mm -hmm. And both of those things come together to make change. Mm -hmm. And you can't um, avoid one or the other because we're in this world that you need both to make something Mm -hmm. really happen. So Mm -hmm. as we are all really being called to take physical action and to make laws and to make programs, that is so important and I'm so excited that it's happening. And there's this other side of like, are you your best self? Are you your clearest self? Have you released the trauma so that you can show up so that you can make these choices out of love instead of out of fear? And so that's really kind of the role that I see too with this, with energy healing. And I think people are becoming so attracted to it because it's time like things are shifting people are ready and um, I'm really grateful honestly for technology so that's one thing I wanted to say Kristen with your Reiki people can do Reiki sessions with you online isn't that right absolutely yeah
2: actually with the pandemic I shifted everything is remote so um yeah it can feel almost like science fiction a little bit I'm guessing your readers are kind of have been around this world a little bit to, to feel like more used to that idea, but yeah. Yeah. So, so remote, remote Reiki, it's like the same process and I'm working on, on your body as though we're in the room together, but you're in your house and I'm in mine. (laughs) So it's a, um, yeah, that's, that's absolutely, um, possible to do it remotely.
0: Yeah. It's so amazing. When we, when Shana and I started doing our human design readings, we, um, set up our business so that we are only doing readings online face-to-face over video chat. And we were wondering like, you know, will we be able to connect with people Mm -hmm. and their energy in this format of being Mm -hmm. on video chat? And it became so clear to us off of our first reading that Yes, absolutely 100%. We felt so connected to that person's energetic field even before we met with them. We were already kind of feeling them and then once we met with them we're like, "Oh, it's you. Like I I felt connected to you all day even before meeting you." And then afterwards having this like profound connection to them. These people that you meet intimately and you really go there with each other even though it's through this technology, you absolutely can. In our, in our personal opinion and in our personal experience, connect with that person's energetic field. And it's really amazing to see how technology can be this tool that actually teaches us that time and space is not real in the way that we perceive it. And mm-hmm. technology is actually, I think, something that's opening up, us up to understanding that because we can all feel and experience these energy shifts and being able to connect with people through technology i mean it's really special and really cool
2: it is it's amazing yeah i had i love that idea of saying like this is showing us what's possible in a way that we might not otherwise even believe if we never tried to you know to feel someone uh, across time and um across space i guess
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Amazing. So can you share with us and share with our listeners where people can follow you and stay in touch with you and even book your services?
2: Yeah. So my, um, my Instagram handle is, is um, Loom, one word. And then my, um, my website is um, sacred-loom.com. And um, yeah, those are the main places I, I sell my art on on Etsy. So I'm I'm Sacred Loom also <laughs> on Etsy as well. Um, so yeah, I really I really see my um, I really see the Reiki and also the art and the writing that I do as all part of the energy work that I'm here for for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm so grateful for your art. I know I already said this earlier, but it's just been something that has been such a positive and impactful influence in my life. So I'm really excited for our listeners to be able to find it and connect with you. And we're going to share all of that stuff for our listeners in our show notes. So you guys will have easy access to all of Kristen's, um, sites and her Instagram. So you guys can stay in touch, but, um, Kristen, we are so, so grateful. For you in general, and for you spending your time with us today and sharing your voice and your wisdom with us and with our listeners. Um, like Shana was saying with your Genius to Freak channel, some of the things that you say are just so, they're like music, you know, it's understanding something in a whole new way that just comes effortlessly, it seems, out of you. Um, so we're really, really grateful for you being here with us today and sharing yourself with us.
2: Oh, yes. I feel-
0: like the, I feel
2: the same way. <laughs> I love you guys.
1: <laughs> the things that I will never forget from this call are the universe breathing us, that. And then when you ask, like, what is truth? Am I truth? Is it possible that I am truth? That really rang my bell. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, it's just the, the way that you say things um, profoundly open me up to thinking about something that that I'd never thought about it before. So I just want to say, thank mm-hmm. you. I'm going to listen back to this and be like, Oh my gosh. And that, and that next, and that. I had like five listed in my head, but those are the first two that come to mind. And it is that question of like, is it possible that like, am I truth? What is truth? Like I feel that in my body, in my soul, in everything. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Um, and we are working on building out a part of our website, for everyone listening, that is our recommended people that we love. So whether that's Reiki or breathwork or cacao or whatever it is, um, we are building that out as well. So Kristen is going to be listed there, and you'll be able to find her there as well. But um, I do encourage you guys if you are feeling that call, um, listen to your body, trust yourself, and keep going down this journey of constant authentic evolution that we're all all experiencing ourselves so thank you guys so much for listening and yeah have a beautiful rest of your day